Amen. Good to be here in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Wow, I was sitting on that chair and I didn't want to get up. <laughs> I think it's comfortable. <laughs> I don't know how Pastor Phil does it, but. <laughs> um, amen. So, um, just uh, want to thank Pastor Phil for allowing me to be here today and uh, preach to you. Um, I met Pastor Phil about, spent probably about, what, 18, 19 years ago, and he was really young. <laughs> uh, uh, I really liked him because he had uh, some working uh, habits. You know, he liked to work hard and um, always liked him because of that. I always like working people. <laughs> uh, lazy people, I really don't like that much. <laughs> uh, but God's been good, Amen. And I've I seen God working through his life and all that God is doing through him. Amen. Um, wanted to, I just want to tell you a little bit about me. I was, uh, I was born in Puerto Rico. Uh, by the way, I came here, uh, it's been like two years, right, Pastor Phil, when we had the pandemic. Uh, and you didn't have that many people in, in the church, but praise the Lord. I see a lot of, a lot of folks, you know, God is good. Amen. Uh, but uh, we, we, yeah, we, we were here to about two years ago, uh, and so going back to my story, I was, uh, I was born in Puerto Rico, and I heard that there's some Puerto Ricans here, amen. <laughs> Hola. <laughs> Arroz con gandules. <laughs> Pasteles, amen. <laughs> That's a lot of good food in Puerto Rico, amen. <laughs> I'm sure you can get it here too, though. And by the way, I'm, I'm really excited about that because uh, uh, down in Paraguay, where we at, we don't have the, uh, the Puerto Rican style food, so uh, we struggle a little bit with that. I don't know if, if God really called us there or what. You know, I, I, think, I think there was a mistake in the calling. I thought he said Puerto Rico, but um, anyways, we're in Paraguay. <laughs> So, so I was born in Puerto Rico, and then I was uh, brought here since I was five years old. I was, I was raised in uh, North Philly. Wonderful place, amen. <laughs> and by the grace of God, you know, God kept me from, from being in prison, for, from uh, dying, amen, or, you know, uh, from, from other things, you know, but, uh, but you know, um, those years that I live in Philly, um, uh, as, you, as you know, North Philly, you know, I, I was involved in, in, in a lot of things, you know, and uh, I, just, I just thank God that he, uh, he uh, saved me, you know, and, uh, and uh, I, can, I can witness about him now, you know. Uh, I got saved uh, in Florida, and uh, after my salvation, I... Um, I wanted to let my family know about Jesus. I mean, I was, I was burdened about that. And so I find out that there was a church here in, in, in Philadelphia, uh, Christ Independent. And so I came down to, uh, to Christ Independent trying to reach my family. And that's when, when I met Pastor Phil. And, um, and so I, I did witness to my family, by the way, um, Tonight, we're uh, going to be over at Christ Independent, and I have about uh, half of my family that's going to be there, so pray for them. Uh, they're very religious, but lost, 
And, uh, and so I'm praying that God will touch uh, their hearts, you know, and God will do something. Uh, but I'm excited that they're coming to church. Amen. I have, a, I have a brother that was in prison for 30 years. And he was just released last year, I think it was. And, um, and he's going to be in church. So, I mean, I'm excited. He has learned a lot of things uh, uh, of, of God, but, you know, he's still rough in some areas. And I'm hoping that he will be, uh, a desi- that he'll have the desire to be in a good church where, where he can learn uh, the Bible. And so, um, and so I came to, I came to, Phil- I came back to Philly and I, and I served on the Christ Independent for three and a half years, and then we went back to Florida. Um, after that, uh, the Lord called me to go to Paraguay. We've been in Paraguay for uh, two years, uh, and for the past year and a half, we started our ministry. Uh, we started the church by having services in the uh, community parks, and uh, we were gathering about 80 or 90 children there. And we were reaching the community, and then that turns, uh, as we were reaching the kids, the parents came, and, and, uh, and now the church turned over a little bit, and we got more adults and less children, but we still, there's still a great opportunity to reach a lot of people. And I was looking around, and I saw so many talents in this church, amen, the singing, the, the uh, musicians, uh, and the leaders and the deacons, and I was like, "Wow, Lord, we need some of those. Uh, uh, we need some of those uh, uh, talents down there in Paraguay. Uh, we, we, uh, uh, Paraguay is uh, is 97 percent Catholic Catholicism. Uh, they profess Catholicism, and uh, actually, they're just lost people. You know, they're in sin and uh, adultery and fornication and." and party and you know they uh, they find a, a reason to have a party you know so even saints you know they got the saint this saint that you know they make saint everything just to make a party and to drink and and yeah and um uh so uh, it's really uh, a challenge trying to reach them uh but god is working in their lives and their hearts and we have been reaching a lot of folks and so uh we're we're getting ready to build a uh uh, a, a children's school and uh, classrooms. I'm sorry, classroom for the children, and we're hoping to start that this year. Uh, we're praying that God will give us the funds and help us to uh, do that work. We also started building our church, and we want to thank this church and some some of the folks here that help us uh, build part of that. And uh, we believe that God is gonna God is working there in Paraguay. He's gonna do a great thing and. Many souls are getting safe, and uh, there'll be there'll be a lot of rejoicing in heaven uh, to see uh, folks get saved. Amen. And, and so, uh, 26 years ago, I got saved, and right after I got saved, the Lord touched my heart. Uh, so grateful for what Jesus did. You know, He He forgave all my sins. Amen. There's not one sin that Jesus didn't forgive. He forgave them all from that day until, until eternity. Amen. And, and just because of that, I was, I, I'm so excited to know that there is no sin on, on my account. 
They have been taken away. Jesus paid it all. And why not serve Jesus? Amen. Why not serve him? He's been so good to us. Amen. And, and I, and I want to I preach a little bit. Uh, I don't know how good I can preach. Uh, I, I'm not a, I don't know. I'm not a preacher. I can't preach in English either. Uh, I'm really good in Spanish. I mean, I'll talk until the cows come home. But uh, in English, I, I struggle. Like I said, I was raised in Philly. And actually, North Philly, and I want I want to uh, put you guys down. I know some of you guys went to good schools, but I went to the public school. And uh, in Philly, when I was raised, when I was being raised, it, Philadelphia had gone bankruptcy. I didn't know that. I was just a child, and my school was a mess. I mean, there were like 60 kids in one classroom, and down there in Philly, in North Philly. And uh, most of the teachers were not even teaching. You know, they were just, some of them would just take, take off. They couldn't handle 60 kids, you know. And, and I was just uh, cutting class and, and going down to, the, down to the river, down there to go fishing during class, class hours. And, and a couple of times my dad caught me, and boy, he gave me a good whipping. And uh, one day I, I was cutting school, and it was really cold. It was one of those real cold days. I didn't realize how cold it was. And I said, what am I going to do? I said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back home, and, um, and I'm going to sneak in the house. I had done that before. I had gone to school and then uh, come back and just sneak into the third floor of my house. And my mom won't even notice until 3 o'clock. I would come down and say, Mom, I'm back from, from school. <laughs> and I mean, I did that many times. And my kids are not listening to this, right? <laughs> Close your ears. <laughs> so so uh, one day, one day I was, I, was, I was so cold, I was going, walking back home, and my mom was coming the other way, and she caught me right there. And she said, what are you doing? I said, no, I didn't know what to say. You know, she said, well, you go home right now and get ready. I'm going to go home, and I'm going to give you a good whipping. So when I got home, I said, what am I going to do? So I said, I know what I'm going to do. So I went to my closet and started putting on some pants. And I put like four pants on me. And when she got back home, she said, you look kind of chubby today. See, what are you doing? And, she, and then she looked at me, she pulled me over and saw that, that I had about four pants on. And she said, I'm going to give you an extra licking for each pants you got. And then, you know what I wanted to do? I wanted to take all my pants together just so that they count for one, you know. <laughs> uh, she gave me good licking. But um, I didn't want to go to school, and, and so, you know, I didn't learn much. So I really, I'm really not much. The only, the only thing that I can tell you today is about somebody, and that's Jesus. Amen? Amen. Jesus did it all for me, and, um, and that's... That's the one that uh, should take all the honor and the glory. Amen. Amen. And so um, I, I, I want to talk to you about, uh, I, I would like to, to go to 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. I'm just going to read one verse there in 1 Peter chapter 5. And I want to, I want to, I, I would just want to ask for you folks to pray for us as we continue our ministry in Paraguay. I Forgot to mention my wife. She's with me also and my two sons. Uh, Alba, can you get up? 
That's my lovely wife, Alba, and my two sons, Iliam and Elijah. And uh, we thank them for uh, sacrificing their life also to go down, down to Paraguay with me. And uh, God, is, God is doing great things. Amen. Amen. And so um, I, I, just, I would like to see if I can help somebody today. I don't know. Maybe there is somebody here that needs some help, uh, spiritual help. And, uh, and I know God is in this place, amen? The presence of God is in this place, and he's here for a reason. He's here to speak to your heart. Uh, and, and I pray that your heart would be open to hear the word of God. He, he wants to work in your life. God is real, my friend. He's been real in my life for 26 years. He's been real in my life. And, um, uh, but there is an enemy also. There is, there is Satan, God's enemy, el diablo. He's real. Satanás, he's real. And he's there to destroy you. He's there to keep you away from the truth of God. And, and the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5, in verse 8, the Bible says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil... As a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Amen? Satan wants to devour you. Satan wants to finish you off. Amen? He's real. And I I don't know how much time I got, Brother Phil. It's 12? 3 o'clock? Amen. I'm sure at 3 o'clock I'll be standing here by myself. (laughs) Amen. <clears throat> so Satan is real, amen? And he's, he's the enemy. He's the real enemy. But um, a lot of people, and it's sad to say this, even in the Christian uh, world, even in the Christian community, a lot of people think that Satan is red, that he has horns, and he has a tail, and he has hoof, and he has horn. Did I mention horns? And that uh, his eyes are red. And so they don't see him. They say, well, if I see Satan, I'll keep away from him. But you're never going to see Satan in that manner. Satan uh, is, the Bible said that he transformed himself into an angel of light. Imagine. Amen. Satan is real. And, and, And a lot of times... A lot of times, my friend, if you're here listening, a lot of times you're actually doing what he's telling you to do. You're living by his rules. He's the one that's guiding you every single day of your life. And and, and he is not there to help you or to guide you to Jesus. He's there to destroy you. He wants you in hell. Because one day he's going to be in hell, and he wants to take with him all of those that he can. And so Satan is real. And, um, and, and, the, and the Bible says that for us to be vigilant, because we have an adversary, the devil, he is like a roaring lion. And if you ever heard of a roaring lion, boy, boy that shakes your 
your knees, right? Uh, and, and, and if you go down there to the Sioux, and I've been there a long time ago and uh, heard that lion roar, but I knew he was in that cage, but still my knees were shaking when I heard that lion roar. But imagine you being in the in a while with no protection, just you out there, and you can see that lion over there, and he roars. Brother, that's going to take the breath out of your life. So he's, he's like a lion. He's real. He's going to destroy you. He's going to keep you from knowing the truth. And, and, and that God will help you today, that, uh, that you will... Uh, understand Satan's tricks because he is he, he, he works with tricks in your life and uh, one of those tricks that Satan will, will use in, in your life is fear he wants you to fear he wants you to uh, be afraid of, uh, uh, of making the right decisions uh, for example God's plan for your life you know, do you know that, that God has a plan for your life? God, God has a plan for each one of us. He always has a plan. Some might say, well, I don't know what God's plan is for my life. Well, you need to ask him, amen? You need to, you need to get on your knees and say, God, what is your plan for my life? Amen. And... Uh, in Matthew chapter 25, in Matthew, and I, I don't know if you guys use the Bible, but uh, I tend to use the Bible when I'm preaching. Amen. <laughs> there's, like I said, there's not much I can say about me, but there's a lot I can say about God's word. Amen. Amen. And so in, in Matthew chapter 25, if you have your Bibles, in verse 14, the Bible says about God's plan, he says, uh, he talks a parable. He says, uh, for the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who call his own servants and deliver unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several abilities and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded uh, with the same and made them another five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other, uh, other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid, and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of, the, uh, of those servants came and reckoned with, him, with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things, I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou, uh, enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, 
Thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His, his Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into thy joy of the Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not straw. And I was afraid, there you go, who put fear in this man. Satan put fear in this man. God had a plan for him. And, and Satan put fear in his, in his heart, in his life. You know, God has a plan for you. It don't matter who you are. It don't matter what you have done. It don't matter what kind of life you have lived. God has a plan for you. But Satan wants you to have fear. And, and, and he said, I was afraid. And went and hid thy talent in, er, in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is dying. His Lord answering, say unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sow not, and gather where I have not straw. Thou oughtest therefore, thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchanger, and then my, uh, in my coming I shall have received my own with ushery. And so uh, there's going to be, uh, there's going to be, um, God is going to call you, uh, he's going to call you into account for what he has given you. You know what God has given you? God has given you life. And, 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 and the reason why God has given you life is so that you can glorify God with your life. It don't matter who you are. It don't matter if you're Christian or not. It, it don't matter if you go to church or if you don't go to church. God has given you life. He has given you the breath of life so that you can glorify him with your life. But Satan is going to put fear in you. And Satan is going to tell you that living for Jesus is a hard thing to do. That it's impossible. That you can't do it. That you have tried, but uh, you have failed. But you know what? That is Satan's trick. That is Satan's trick. He's See, you... There, if you, if you put your mind to what I'm saying, you might say, hey, I, that has happened to me. That's true. It has happened to me. You know why I'm telling you? Because it has happened to me also. Satan has put, has put fear in me so that I don't serve God. Many times in my life, I always wanted to, to serve God. I always believe in God. I always uh, knew that there was a God and there was a heaven and there was a hell. But uh, Satan always, he was always putting fear. You can't do enough. You're not good enough. You, you, you don't do the right thing. You don't know how to do it. You, you, don't, you, can't, you can't do it. And, and, and that took me to do the wrong things. And Satan was laughing at God. And Satan was enjoying it. But see, I never saw Satan as... Uh, as a uh, red man with a tail and hoofs and, and horns. I didn't see him, but yet he was right there telling me and talking to me and, and guiding me and telling me that uh, you can't do it. You can't serve God. Might as well throw the towel, uh, uh, dip yourself into sin and live wicked and do drugs and drink alcohol and chase women 
and do all these sins that, uh, that uh, are going to keep me from being what God wants me to be. Are you listening? Are you here to th this morning? Amen. Is God speaking to your heart? Amen. He sure has spoken to mine. Amen. God is real, amen. God is real, and, he's, uh, and he wants you to understand Satan's tricks. Because if you don't understand Satan's tricks, he, Satan's always going to keep you under his foot. And you'll never live a victorious life. And you'll never be, be able to live the way God wants you to live. Hey, my friend, there is a better life than what you're living if you're not living for Jesus. Amen. If you're living to Jesus, you're living the fullest of life. Amen. My brother told me the other day, or yesterday, he said, um, I want to die. And I said, Why? And, and, and he said, ah, oh, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. So many things, I'm tired. I'd rather be in heaven with Jesus. And I said, uh, well, I don't want to die. <laughs> I don't want to die. If you, if you tell me if I want to die, I'm, no, I don't want to die. God made us to live, amen. He's given us eternal life, amen. Um, but um, yeah, that's the way it is. But I don't want to die. I want to live. But I know I'm going to die one day. Amen. I, I'm not afraid of dying. But I'm going to take advantage of all the life that God gives me because I want to glorify him with my life. You know, I'm Brother Jack. Is he? Where's he went? There he is. Brother Jack told me this, and I'm glad to see Brother Jack. And, and um, he said, Brother Mojica, you're getting old. <laughs> Yeah, I know. You don't have to tell me that, brother. <laughs> I know I'm getting old, but you know what I told? I told the Lord, Lord, if you give me another 10 years with strength, I, I'll go to Paraguay and I'll, and I'll preach to all the people in Paraguay and I'll reach as many as you allow me to reach. Amen. Because uh, I just want to serve God with my life. I want to serve God. So Satan is going to put fear in you. Whenever God calls you, whenever God speaks into your heart, and maybe, to, maybe this morning or this afternoon, God is speaking to you. He's calling you, and he's telling you to give your life to him, to turn your life over to Jesus. And Satan is, stand, is, is sitting next to you, and he's saying, not today. Leave it for another day. You have plenty of time. You're young. Just wait. You got some things that you have to resolve. There are things in your life that you have to stop doing. Listen, God, does, God is not waiting for you to do nothing. He wants you to come as you are. Come to Jesus. Give him your life. Don't let Satan put that fear in you today. And the other thing that Satan does is that he'll put unbelief, unbelief. He doesn't want you to believe God's word, amen? Second Peter, the Bible says, are you guys still have a Bible in your hands? Yes. Amen. You forgot that you're in a Baptist church? <laughs> amen. Second Peter, and Second Peter chapter, uh, chapter 1, 
2 Peter chapter 1 and verse, uh, verse 16, the Bible says, For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellence of glory, uh, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Over there, Matt, Matthew chapter 17 and verse 5, uh, he was talking about that moment when uh, Jesus took them up into the mountain and, show, and, and uh, transformed himself there. And, 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 and he says, and this voice which came from heaven, we heard. We heard the voice from heaven. When we were with him in the holy mount, we have also, verse 19, we have also a more sure word of prophecy whereunto ye do well that ye take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place unto the day down and the day star arises in your heart. So Satan doesn't want you to believe God's word. Satan is always going to use some other things. He's going he's to say, uh, just listen to that dream that you had. Just follow the dream that you had. Or maybe somebody will come up to you and say, I got a word from God. I got to tell you that the Lord spoke to me and tell me to tell you that you had to give me your money and that, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then you're following those things. And you're not following God's word. Satan knows that if you follow God's word, you're going to be able to live a victorious life. Amen. Because God wants you to live a victorious life. Because you can live a victorious life. Don't say that you can't live a victorious life with Jesus. Amen. I am 100% sure that you cannot live a victorious life without Jesus. But you can live a victorious life with Jesus. Amen. He has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. Amen. And you shall receive the power. Um, you shall receive the Holy Ghost, the power of God, and you shall be witnesses. Amen. Did you know that when you receive Jesus Christ into your heart, to your life, he's, that's, that's his power. That's the power of God that changes your life. And and, and, and Jesus starts shining out. Let your light so shine that they may see Jesus in you. The only way that you can live a victorious life, you're trying to live a victorious life without Jesus. That's your problem. You need to receive Jesus Christ in your life so that he can, that, that he can live a victorious life through your life. But Satan doesn't want you to believe God's word. Satan is going to put doubt so that you don't believe God's word, so that you don't follow God's word, so that, you're, that your life will be a mess when you're not following God's word, when you're not reading the Bible, when you're not, uh, not only reading it, but also memorizing the Bible. And uh, memorizing the Bible... Also, living it. 
You must live it. Amen. Not know it because Satan knows the Bible. And there are a lot of people that know the Bible, but they don't live the Bible. They live their own ways and they act their own ways and, uh, and they do things in their own way. They, they don't go to the source to, to live their life. And they'll tell you, oh, yeah, I know what the Bible says, but why are you not doing it? Uh, they're probably shacked up with somebody. Oh, I know what the Bible says. You don't have to tell me what the Bible says. Well, why are you living in sin? Why are you living in adultery? Why, why, you, why you have a dirty mouth? Why, why? Why? Why are you not in church? That's because you, you, you know the Bible, but you're not living according to the Bible. God has given you the power so that you can be in church. God has given you the power so that you can live a clean life. God has given you the power so that you can uh, be able to uh, live according to God's word. Amen. But Satan doesn't want you to do that. That's one Satan's trick. If you're not living, if you're saved, if you're a child of God, and you're not living according to God's word, if you're not being faithful to church, if you're not uh, being part of the church, if you're not give, uh, uh, letting God use those talents that he has given you, if you're not being a testimony, if you're not witnessing, if you're not giving, amen. Oh, wait a minute. I, heard, I, I touch a point there that's going to... That's gonna uh, change your attitude. <laughs> Giving. Wait a minute. Did you know that uh, most of the Christians has to feel they they want a talent? God, give me the talents of singing. Give me the talents of uh, preaching. Get, God, give me some talent. But nobody says, God, I want to be a giver. Give me the talents of giving. And you know what? If 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 you ask God, He'll give it to you. And, 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 you know, the thing about God is that we can never outwin him. The more you give God, the more he's going to give you. And I experienced that in my life. Brother, we left, we left everything in America. Did you, know, did you know that America is the richest country in the world? And you're saying, well, I'm having a hard time. I got, I got three cars in my, in my driveway, but... Uh, I'm having a hard time. I got two houses and, and two, three rentals, but I'm having a hard time. Well, you need to come down to Paraguay and see hard times. When you see people just living in a little shack made out of uh, used uh, plywood that they find in the dump. And they live, and they, and they live content with what they got. And, and, and you say, well, how much money do they have in their bank? Zero. They don't even have a bank account. They don't even know how to use a, a bank card. They don't know what that is. They don't have a car. They don't have a house. They don't have a property. They don't have clothes. I mean, you go to their home and they have one room, six children, mom and dad, one room. Where's the closet? Where's the clothes? Where's the shoes? They got them on. Where's the clothes? They got them on. They don't need a closet. They don't have nothing. And yet they have a smile on their face. Amen. Why did I say that? Oh, okay, giving. <laughs> the talent of giving, amen. Why don't we ask God the talent of giving, amen? And God, let, get, let God use that money that you're holding uh, for the Antichrist, amen. 
Yeah, I used to tell my wife, hey, hey, honey, you know Satan's going to be so happy when he walks in your house and say, look what Mrs. Alba left for me. Amen. What a beautiful house. Amen. Look at all that money in the bank. Amen. <laughs> say, why don't we just give it to Jesus? Let's use it for God's glory. Amen. We left the, the, the most richest uh, country in the world. I mean, people are, uh, 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 swarm, uh, what's the word, uh, swarming in, trying to get in, right? They just closed the border, but they're coming from all over. They want to come to America. America's got the money. It's rich. Good food, amen. Good clothing, amen. Good, good everything. But we left it all. We go to Paraguay. We're going to reach souls, amen. We're going to serve God. We're going to give our life to Jesus down there in Paraguay. We want to see souls saved, amen. We want to believe God. And, 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 and God is going to, and God has provide, brother. It's not that he's going to provide. We've been down there for two years, and God has provided for us our, our needs, all of our needs, according to his riches and glory. He has provided them. Do we need more? Yes. Can we use more? Yes. Amen. We can. We got a lot of projects we want to do. But you know what? God's been good. Amen. The devil is going to use the uh, unbelief so that you don't believe God's word. And, 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 and he wants you to believe everything else but God's word. I mean, we had the pandemic. And uh, people were afraid to come to church. And people didn't, didn't want to, oh, we're going to die, we're going to die. They didn't want to believe God's word. Look, we're here. Amen. Thank God. Amen. If, if, you know, death is going to come anyways. I mean, it's going to come one way or the other. Amen. We just need to trust God. We just need to believe in God. Amen. He is, uh, he is in control. And so unbelief, don't let Satan use the trick in your life so that you don't believe God's word and, and get into God's word and, 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 and read God's word and memorize God's word. And God's going to use that for his glory. And you're going to be you're going to be able to be a strong Christian. You're going to be able to uh, uh, withstand all those false doctrines that comes with, amen, because you, you're in God's word. And, and the other thing that, that Satan does is doubt. That's another trick of Satan. He puts doubts in your, in your heart. You know why he makes you doubt? Your salvation. Your salvation. In Genesis chapter 3, the, uh, we read there in Genesis chapter 3 uh, what Satan did to Adam and Eve, amen? And, and it says, it goes on and says like this, uh, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the, unto the woman, yea, listen, look how Satan came, yea, had God said. Satan is so trickful. And he, you know, he's not red. He's not, he, didn't, he didn't show up like red with, with horns and, and, and a tail and hoofs and a fork. No. Look, 
Yea, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. He, he not only did uh, say that God had said, but he also lied about what God had said. He's a liar. Amen. He's the father of lies. And, um, and the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which in, it's in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the women, Ye shall not surely die. You see the doubt that Satan put in this women? For God does know that in the day, the day that ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And so the women started doubting. She started doubting about what God had said. And uh, the trick, finally she gave in, right, and ate. You know, what God, you know what Satan wants you to do? Is disobey God's word. Do you know that if you're not living according to the Bible, you're in disobedience with God? You're in disobedience with God? If you're, not, if you're not living according to his word, you're in disobedience to God. So you say, well, I'm a Christian. I go to church. But are you reading your Bible? Are you in obedience to God's word? Are you following what God tells you to do in his word? Satan doesn't want you to read the Bible. He wants you to doubt the Bible. And, 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 and he doesn't come red with horns and hoofs and, and, and with a fork. You might have a friend in, at, at the working place who tells you that, you know, the Bible is, it was written by men. And, and, and they wrote it for their own convenience. And you're like, hmm, is that true? You know what? I'm not even going to read it anymore. You know what? I'm not even going to be a witness to the people because I'm not sure if that Bible is real or not. Yeah. Satan, does, Satan wants you to doubt God's word. And he doesn't want you... He doesn't want you to, uh, to have assurance of your salvation. In, 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 in John chapter 5 and verse 13, the Bible gives us assurance of our salvation. If you're here today and, um, and you're not sure, if you can know, if you can know that, uh, that, uh, that you could be saved, and know it. That you can be saved. You know that I lived, I lived 30 years of my life. I lived 30 years of my life doubting my salvation, which I didn't have. My salvation was based on works. I was working my salvation. I was going to church. I was being a good person. I was uh, doing good deeds. I was trusting my church for my salvation and, uh, but I had so many doubts because the church and my, um, and my beliefs uh, would not save me. But one day, somebody gave me the gospel. I remember 
me looking up into the, into the sky one day, walking down the street. And I said these words, and I said, God, if you're real, show yourself to me. And I thought, because of my religion uh, and the movement of the Holy Spirit, that, you know, that we have to dance in the Spirit, that we have to see visions and, and dreams. Well, in my, in my thought, when I talked to God that day that I was, I was so sad and so down and low, uh, I said, God, if you real show yourself to me, I thought that if God was going to show himself to me, that he was going to show himself in, 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 in like he did with, uh, uh, with, with the Apostle Paul, that I was going to be walking down the road and the light was going to shine and that I, I was going to hear a voice and I was going to fall on the ground and God was going to speak to me and he was going to lift me up and, boy, I was going to be the greatest preacher in the world. Well, that didn't happen. But about uh, two or three weeks later, a young man, about 16 or 17 years old, came to my door. And he was shaking. I mean, he was shaking. He came down and I said, what do you want? And he, he had a track and he was going like this. Uh, 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 what you want? I was being mean. I mean, I didn't want him there. I knew he was, was going to talk to me about God. But I, I was, uh, three weeks I was asking God to show himself to me, to reveal himself to me. Here, here was a young man, uh, God was revealing through that young man, and I didn't know. So I said, what you want, and get, get out of here. And he said, can, 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 I, can, can, can I just leave this, this, this track here? And I said, yes, leave it there. And he put it down, he, he started walking, and he went. And I, I started laughing, I was like, I got rid of him. But you know what? He came back the following Saturday. And he came bolder. And, and every Saturday he came again. And then I was like, wait a minute. Something about this young man. I mean, he's so bold. He's got something that I don't have. He's got something that I want. I want what he's got. I want to be bold about Jesus. I want to preach Jesus also. How come he can do it and I can't do it? And then I said to him, uh, I want to go to church with you. And I went to church. And for the first time, I heard the gospel that uh, the preacher said, you might be trusting your works. You might be trusting uh, your church. And I'm, That's me. That's the same thing I'm doing. And he said, when was the last time that you Receive Jesus Christ as your only, only personal Savior without adding or subtracting anything from him. And I said, I never did that. Now, let me tell you that I did believe in Jesus. Let me tell you that I had received Jesus, but not as my only personal Savior. I just add him into my other things, you know, my works, my church, my good deeds, but I never received Jesus as my only personal Savior. And that day I went forward. I didn't see lights. <laughs> I didn't see no lights. The, 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 the building didn't shake, but something happened inside here, brother. Something changed my life. Jesus changed me. He came into my life. And I started living for Jesus. 
And then I became a real Christian. Amen. <laughs> One that can testify. One that can stand and tell you God is real. Jesus is real. He can live in your heart. He can live in your life. Amen. I die. Mojica died. Jose died. But Jesus uh, arose in me. And the life that I, that I live now, I live it in the name of God. Amen. For his glory. For the glory of God. Amen. So, amen. Um, say, uh, if, if, if Satan puts put doubt in your, in, your, in your heart about salvation, the Bible says in, in, in 1 John chapter, 1 John chapter uh, 5 and verse 13, The Bible says, these things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that you have eternal life. The Bible says that you can know if you're doubting your salvation, if Satan is putting doubt in your heart. You can know through God's word. God says that you can know that you have eternal life. The Bible says also in 1 John 3 and verse 1, the Bible says, uh, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. See, the love of the Father will come into your heart, into your life, and you will be called the Son of God. The Bible also says in John chapter 1 and verse 12. John 1. And I, I'm almost finished. John chapter 1 and verse um. Verse 12, chapter 1, verse 12. But, but as many as receive him, Jesus Christ, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. You can know that you can be the son of God today. That you can be the child of God. Amen. That he'll give you the power that you need to live that Christian life. Don't believe Satan. He's tricking you. In John chapter 5 and verse 24. Verse 24. The Bible says, Verily, verily, I said unto you, He that heareth my words and believeth on him that hath sent me hath everlasting life. Everlasting life. You're going to have everlasting life if you're here today. You don't know, you don't know, you don't know for sure that when you die, you go to heaven. Jesus is saying that if you give your life to him, you will have everlasting life. Can we stand up? Can we stand up for Jesus? And I'm going to read one last verse in John chapter 10. A familiar verse. A very familiar verse for you. John chapter 10, verse 9. 
Jesus says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. You can be saved today, my friend. Give your life to Jesus. Trust Jesus. Don't believe Satan's lie. Come to Jesus. Will you come to Jesus today? If you're not saved, will you come here today? Somebody here needs to say, get saved. Will you come here? I want to pray for you. I don't want to leave to Paraguay and find out that you die and you die without Jesus. And that you'll be in hell for eternity. I don't want you to do that. Will you come? I'm here to pray for you. If there's anybody here that needs salvation, don't be afraid. We're here to help you. We're here to help you. We're here, you. We're here so that you can find salvation. Amen. What's your name? Caesar. Caesar. Yeah. You would like to receive Jesus Christ? Can you? Will you pray a, a, a prayer with me and say, "Dear Lord, Dear Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I know that I deserve hell. I don't want to go there. Forgive me for my sins. I'll give my life to you. Would you change it?" Will you save me? Thank you, Jesus, for dying in the cross for my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Caesar, will you trust Jesus? Will you trust his word? Will you not listen to Satan? Say, I'm going to listen to God. I'm going to follow God through his word. I'm going to come to church, and I'm going to be faithful to God. God will give me the strength and the power. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sister. Thank you. Amen. And I don't know if, Pastor Phil, if you make an altar call, but if there's somebody here that is saved, but you're not, you're not following God's word, you're, you're listening more to Satan than you are to God. Will you come forward and make things right with God today? Will you come forward? Let God be the light that he wants to be in you. Trust his word. Live for him. Glorify God. Exalt Jesus in your life. We need, we need more people assaulting in Jesus. God bless you. Thank you very much. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anybody else? Let's all bow our heads. Come on down and pray. Ask God to do a great work. You may be the next one uh, to reach your family. God didn't save you so you can bury your life in this world. Our life now is hid in Christ and in heaven. God can do something great with you. Don't let the devil tell you that you're a nobody, that you messed up too much, that you committed one sin too many. There is no sin that the blood of Christ cannot cover and wash away. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Maybe you're still, maybe there's somebody here today that does not know Christ as your Savior. You may have religion, you may have a belief of God, but if he's not in your heart, then you have not Christ. 
and you have not because you ask not. Jesus wants to come in. If any man enter in, he shall be saved. Is there anybody else here that does not know Christ as their Savior that would receive Christ before they leave today? There's no one looking but me. Anybody like that in here at all would like to receive Christ? Any man, any woman? You say, all I got to do is pray and ask Christ to save me. That's it. Because Jesus paid it all. And he says, I offer it now as a gift. I gave my life for yours. I gave my life that you may be set free. Brother Jose's brother, his brother was in prison for 30 years. And we will be in hell for eternity. But if somebody says, you know, you don't have to go to prison. I'm going to go for you. Then you don't have to go. And Jesus said, I'm going to pay the price for you so that you don't have to go to hell. What do I have to do, Jesus? Just believe in me. Believe with all your heart and profess with your mouth and thou shalt be saved. Lord in heaven, we thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for salvation. And I pray, oh God, it's not too late, Lord. While we still have breath, we can still get saved. And while we still have breath, we can still praise your name. Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you for the simplicity. We don't have to act like we're doctors and lawyers and, and uh, intellectual geniuses. Father, we need to be like that blind man that just said, I don't know anything what you're saying. All I know is that I was blind, but now I see. And you, we know who Jesus is. We believe in him, and we're here to serve. Lord, help us as your people. Lord, we're flawed with sin and destruction and despair and sorrow, but we have the Holy Spirit of God now. And by the fruits of the Spirit, the love, the joy, the peace, the long-suffering, the gentleness, meekness, the temperance, Father, and with the power of the resurrection of Christ that lives in us now, I pray that we'll live for you. We pray, Lord, that you'll put a blessing on everybody here in this room. Bless our hearts and minds. Set us free from any chains of sin and addictions or uh, any, anything that's in this world, Lord, that's separating between us and you. Lord, I pray that you put a blessing of, of, of peace, Lord, in our lives and in our hearts and our homes, Lord, as well. And help us, Lord, give us wisdom to walk in this world and be sober to see the devil right in front of us. Lord, I pray that you'd bless us now. We thank you for uh, salvation. We thank you for uh, Caesar receiving Christ, Lord. I pray you bless him in his life, be with his family. May he be a man of God. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Don't forget to uh, um, uh, say goodbye to the Mohicans. We might not see them for a few more years. Amen. And don't forget to greet our visitors. Uh, thank you for being with us, uh, Frank, Katrina, and Caesar. God bless you. I hope to see you soon. Oh wait, we have a uh, we have we have people telling some saying something. Amen. Oh, okay, man. It's my birthday. It is. It's my birthday. Thank you. All right, listen, we have a little treat. This is a bonus. You know, after a good movie, there's like those bonus. This is a bonus here. All right.
They're going to sing happy birthday. Happy birthday also to Linda and John Boone in Texas. Thank you, guys. God bless you. Thank you for your love. Thank you. <laughs> oh.